everybody. This is the Fathom Family Podcast with Pastor Kyle and Taryn Nelson. Their heart for marriages and families is that nobody would feel alone in the ways that they're growing. If you or your spouse is somebody who would prefer to watch instead of listen, you can head on over to our YouTube channel and you'll see a playlist dedicated to all of this content right there. It's our prayer that you're going to find this is a great way to start thinking about your marriage and family relationships, and it'll be a launching point for these kinds of conversations in your own home. Uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fathom Family Podcast. Uh, we've moved the studio home <laughs> to the, the kitchen table. Yeah. We had a lot of fun last time just opening up this Fathom Family podcast and getting it going. Um, We talked a lot about marriage last time, and we're excited to be home today just chatting about parenting. This sort of makes it easy. We've got to set up a studio here at the house, but it is a little bit easier because we've got to go pick up the kids and all that stuff. Yeah, the table looks nice and clean now. Right. Uh, You don't want to see behind the bench over here. (laughs) For sure. But uh, we're super excited about this. Last time we, we, we were talking... Uh, marriage and this podcast is for marriage and family, and so we're yeah. talking parenting. Uh, and we know we're all kinds of different different demographics. We got single parents, we mm-hmm. got step parents, yep. we got grandparents living as parents again all over again. We've got all kinds of different yeah. dynamics, and uh, we hope to be able to get around and and speak to each one of those over the over the years um, and, and in the coming months. But we want to jump right in and just kind of give a framework for for parenting and you know say we're we're still on this journey too. We got three kids and Yeah, we're just figuring it out. I mean, I think but when we found out we were pregnant for the first time, we got all the books and or maybe I got all the books. We read. You got all the books. Yeah. <laughs> I took I drug you to the classes. I got the cliff notes. Like. Yeah. We did all of those things and those are good things. But honestly you're figuring it. It's like a learn as you go process. I remember when we first got in the car for Beckett and we loaded up and we didn't really have much of a go bag. Like people are super into that kind of stuff. Like we just like, we just threw it together that day and like whatever. And some of the stuff we just had to go get later. People had to get for us. But I remember we put them in the car Got the car seat. They got to check it, make sure it's locked in there, and you know what you're doing. The car seat thing, but then they put the we put the baby in there, put Beckin in there, and we drive off. And I'm literally thinking like, that's it, like that that's it, like they just it's us now. He's ours, yeah. And so we go home, and our parents are there, but we're in, we're in charge. Like we're supposed to know what I we're know. doing, and it's, it's like no, you learn as you go. Yeah. So we're learning as we go. So yeah, we've got three kids, like you said. Their ages are ten, eight, and five, and we're just figuring it out. I mean, of course, we have great examples, and we try to do our very, very best. But um, this thing is—it's hard. Yeah. So we're going to talk about godly parenting in this first one, and just really where, where, and how can we parent from a healthy and an honest place out of our own relationship with God. Uh, we love the passage in Joshua that just says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And and that's a decision that every single one of us, we've got to make, mm-hmm. you know, are, are we going to serve God? Like truly, are we going to live yeah. a life for the Lord? Because the truth is, whether you put it up on your doorpost and like announce it to the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you're serving something or someone yeah. like 
And so you, it is a decision you have to make. Like yeah. for me and in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And so that's where we're going today. Godly parenting. We want to, we want to talk about how to lead our kids well and to raise them into a relationship with Christ. Like that has to come from our own relationship with God. Yeah. Um, yeah, like godly parenting is going to flow out of your relationship with God, mm-hmm. a real relationship with God. And that that's probably like immediately intimidating for some of us mm-hmm. because we think about where we're at and we're like, well, I'm not very far. Mm-hmm. And like, it's okay. Like, take a deep breath. Like, yeah. we're going to work through this. Um, but we want to talk to you about how to be an honest parent and not a hypocritical parent, mm-hmm. um, because that creates a whole nother kind of worse dynamic. And that's where a lot of people are, are living. Um, uh, we've been kind of meditating and thinking on John 15. We actually did this with our kids in a devotion not too long yeah. ago. Like we will just sit down and like read the word. And, and we were talking through John mm-hmm. chapter 15, um, which is abide in me. Um, and uh, I'm the vine, that the God's the vine, or yeah. the, God, the God the Father is the gardener, and Jesus is the vine, abide in Him, and apart from Him, we, can't bear fruit. we cannot bear fruit. Yeah. And so, if our children are the fruit of our loins, <laughs> as they say, do, does anybody say that? I don't think, I don't know who they are, but I don't hear that anymore I don't know. too much. Yeah. Fruit of the Loom, that's an underwear brand. Right, that's definitely not what I had on my mind. Okay. <laughs> but now it's on everybody else's mind. <laughs> yeah. Back to John 15. Right. That's um, a that was a very misuse of I'm the sorry. text there for me. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. But um indeed our kids are our seed, our fruit, mm-hmm. and we are called to raise them up. And and that scripture says that anything that doesn't bear fruit in our life, any branches that don't, God prunes them. And so us as parents, right, as God's pruning us, we are looking at our children and we are are helping raise them Mm -hmm. up and pruning the things in them. And so we're going to get into, in the next few episodes, some essential character qualities that we think are so important um, in this generation, now more than ever, um, to make sure and you instill and you raise up and you develop Mm -hmm. in your children. These are godly qualities that are a part of parenting. So we hope you hang on to these. Hey, you may want to take notes on some of these things, jot these down, talk about them with a spouse, talk about them with a a friend or or something and and talk out what it looks like for you to develop these. And so we'll get into those. We're going to do two of them at a time and they're kind of in tension with one another, but we think they're both important and kind of work hand in hand. And so that's next episode. We're going to talk. Yeah. We're going to talk godly parenting today. So let's talk honesty, kind of an honest, parenting style as opposed to a hypocritical parenting style. So like, have you ever seen parents or have you done it yourself where you tell your kid to go do something or don't do something and then you go and do it or don't do it? Like that's hypocritical. Uh, We get in trouble all the time around here when they're like, Hey, can I have dessert? Um, Can I have an Oreo before bed? And we're like, no, you can't have an Oreo before bed. Good thing. And, And we, we were gifted these like sweet container store, like um like little pantry containers and so we got real smart and um and we hid oreos in those because they're not clear and so but i think our oldest found them yeah and so so (laughs) he 
just thought, oh, here they are. Right. Very small version of hypocritical parenting. Uh, right. No, you can't have that. But as soon as you go to bed. I'm going to have that. And it's so funny. Our kids called me out on that not too long ago. They were busting my chops on that. Yeah. Like, we know you ate Oreos because they'll come down and just like snoop. Yeah. Well, because they know the truth. I mean, a lot of times we look at our kids and it's like, they're so smart. Yeah. They just really are. Yeah. I mean, not just ours, but just kids in right. general. They're so smart. Yeah. But it's, it's hypocritical if you tell them to do something or not to do something and then you turn around and do that very thing because um, they're going to mimic what you say. I mean, what you do. Yeah. We might be telling them what to say or what to, you know, but they're watching what we're doing. Absolutely. I mean, that was something that as a child, like I saw my parents, like they would, they would tell me, no, no, you can't watch that movie if it's rated R yeah. or whatever. And they would say, Kyle, we're not watching that movie either. And that was a big thing for me to realize they weren't asking me to do something they weren't also doing. Right. You know, go can, clean you your room, that. go clean your room and my room's a mess. Right. They can read through all of that. Absolutely. And, and it, it's integrity. It's an integrity issue. It's a heart issue. Um, and, and really what ends up happening, it starts as guilty. Well, I feel guilty because I told them to do one thing and I'm doing mm-hmm. another. And it, the, the worst of it, I, I think, or not the worst of it, but I, I think a very real way in which we're, many of us see this and feel this is we're asking them to, you know, don't have an attitude or don't like, don't yell about something when uh, we as parents are yelling and we as parents have an attitude. Right. And so it, it's really hypocritical. Yeah. And, and so they, they lose respect for you at that point, I think. Yeah, we, we don't even realize it, but it is. It's it's undercutting our integrity so that we can actually ask them from an honest place yeah. to do what we know is right. Mm-hmm. That they should not speak to their mom and their dad like that. Yeah. That, that, that attitude is not good, but the reality is we've fallen into those things. And we think that the rules don't apply to, to us because, you know, mom and dad aren't there telling us to watch our attitude anymore. But that's why we have to abide in the vine. Yeah. And he's going to prune he's those things. Prune and so many times, we've said this for years, we grow so much when we're parenting honestly and spiritually mm-hmm. because we are confronted constantly with our own hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. And we see our own brokenness. We see like all of these things where... Might, we might be operating out of shame or guilt, but then as we get closer to the Lord and he's pruning things off of us, like we don't want to watch that thing we told you not to watch. Yeah. We don't want to, you know. For sure. And it's just so cool when you can do that from an honest heart and an honest place. And uh, as we said the word guilt, and as I even said some of those things, like there's some parents that are feeling guilty right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I, well, as I'm talking about it, I'm thinking of moments when I've done that. So don't feel like you're alone if you're yes, feeling you're like not that. Alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like guilt stays with us for a minute, but it's guilt over time and those, those failures, those shortcomings, those, those days in which we haven't been the best version of ourselves. Um, we haven't been who God calls us to be. 
it's that over time that the enemy would love to turn that into shame. And, and it's not just something I've done and I made a mistake and I've, I've felt guilty about it and I've mm-hmm. apologized, but now it's actually shame. And it's actually how I see myself. I am a failure as a mom, as a dad, yeah. I am a liar. I am a hypocrite. And the reality of Romans eight, one, that there's no condemnation yeah. for those who are in Christ. So if you are in Christ, if you are a son, daughter of God, don't live in that shame and you're, you're not to live in that guilt period, right? right? Take it to your father, like apologize to God first. And then I think one of the things we want to talk about is you begin to model repentance and forgiveness to your kids. This has been a huge thing for us. Yeah. I remember, you know, getting so upset about, I don't even know, like whatever, just fill in the blank. And then whenever I started to ask for forgiveness or apologize to our kids and then watch how that shaped them, and how quicker, how much more quickly they were able to ask for forgiveness or apologize. Um, it, it all has to start with our own heart, like with our own brokenness being brought before Jesus. Like we need to be pruned. We need to stay, you know, attached and because we're all broken. We all need it. Yeah. And, and that's one of the easiest ways to, to just model like a real honest relationship. And if you can just imagine this for a second, like, Say your say your kid's five right now, and you've got anger issues, right? It's pretty common in young parents because they're sleep deprived, they're stressed out, they're trying, they don't know what the heck they're doing, mm-hmm. trying to put food on the table. It's it's pretty common. Yeah. Don't don't think it's uncommon. Um, got anger issues, got unresolved stuff from their childhood, still trying to deal with the whole another story. Mm-hmm. Um, but. If your kid can see you over the next 10 to 15 years out of a genuine relationship with God, transforming and and be able to look back and say, my mom used to be real angry as I was a kid, but now she's not. Mm -hmm. And that was because of Jesus. And that was because Jesus changed her life. And she has told me how God has changed. She's taken me along that journey. Now, they're not going to be able to see every side Mm -hmm. of that, um, but... What a beautiful picture to yeah. be able to point to to Christ. And, and that's ultimately where we want to take this now is really just to talk about the why of parenting. Like mm-hmm. what, why do we parent? In the, yeah, absolutely. Because we all have a goal in mind. Like I would just ask you, what, why are you a parent, right? Is it just because of an accident, right? Is it something like some coincidence? Um, no, your, your parent... Um, and the goal that we should have in parenting is to raise our kids. It's really our, our same goal in life. Our mission in life is to know God and to make him known. Right. And so we're, we're leading our children. We're studying our children towards a love for Christ, mm-hmm. a love for his people and, and a love for the, the, the world and, and for his kingdom. But that's so much harder when we're either confused about our why, or we have not like set, this is why. It's a very distorted why, yeah. Right, because a, a cultural of, why. Know, a lot of people, and all these things are fun and cool, but a lot of people's number one priority is to be have cute kids and make sure they're all dressed and look perfect all the time. Perfect American dream, white picket fence, right. two, two and a half kids, yeah. Yeah, or maybe maybe a goal would be to make sure your kids get straight A's and have all the scholarships, um, mm-hmm. you know, a full ride to this really top school. Which again, it's a good thing, but if that's your number one priority, if that's your number one goal, it's shaping priorities, it's shaping how you spend your money, your time. It it becomes the focus of your house. 
and what you talk about, how you spend your time. And so um, that could be a first question, like what what is my goal? Why, mm-hmm. why are, or, or let your priorities, what you spend your time on and what your money is being spent on, let that answer the question. Yeah. Cause that's our goal. Yeah. Cause if it's, you know, academia or whatever, right. Then you're going to roll out all the money for private school, right. You're, you're going to really get onto them about their grades and where you're highlighting to your children, what's important by how you spend your money and how you spend your time mm-hmm. and what you prioritize and what you correct them on. So if you're just always correcting their behaviors and you're not speaking through their heart in a relationship yeah. with God, well, like that's that's the message they're getting. Yeah. And so, but when we're modeling true relationship with God and we're, we're stewarding their heart not just their hands and their head. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you are you listening to me? But we're actually teaching them. Hey, no, no, we listen to God. Yeah, like I, you you listen to me because God's put me in your life as an authority over your life because mm-hmm. He's my sovereign authority, right? When we understand that and we begin to model that to our kids, man, that just changes that d- dynamic. We can actually lead their heart towards a love mm-hmm. for God and not just their hands and their head. So cool. lead their heart then their head and in their hands, like do it in that order and mm-hmm. spend a lot more time in the heart than you do the head. And certainly then you do the hands, the hands will follow the heart and the right. head. Right. But like monkey see monkey do. So mm-hmm. if they're not seeing you spending any time with God, mm-hmm. then that's reading your mail about what your priorities yeah. are, you yeah. know? So we have to model it. We have to show yeah. it to them, which means we have to actually have that. Yeah, so let's let's wrap this up because and give you just some practical application for this in your home. What does it look like to to model this? We we've we've talked out a few of those. Um, we think really like how how can your kids visibly see how you are abiding in the vine, mm-hmm. how you are pursuing to be in a deeper relationship with God. Yeah. I I think in our home, one of the most visible and clearly we're pastors. Our kids know we're, we're super into this Jesus thing. Um, and our kids, and our kids love church. Like, Oh my gosh, it, it just delights my heart to see all these yeah. church kids who, who aren't wait. getting dragged to church. They're dragging their parents to church. Yeah. I'm like, come on. That's like amazing. It is amazing. That's amazing. But we should not be dragging anybody to church. Like we should all have, <laughs> have that desire yeah. to, to abide with people. But in this house, I know just something that it's just a part of our daily practice, mm-hmm. but I know is making a profound impact, probably more than anything else will do. And it's that nearly every single morning, I'll say nearly because it's not every single day, but nine times out of 10, our kids come down the stairs, except for Beckett, he beats us all up. <laughs> but when they're getting breakfast and they're getting down here and getting woke up, they're going to find me at that end of the table and you at the end of this table mm-hmm. with God's word open. Yeah. And they're seeing us starting our day mm-hmm. every single day, yep. nearly every single day, mm-hmm. <laughs> reading God's word. Yeah. And can I just say that being on the other side of this, like the mom that was like, oh, I've got to, I, I can't sit down until I get this laundry done or I, I at least need to empty the dishwasher. Like those things will always be there, whether you do them or not first, but mm-hmm. please make the priority to to put God first, like yeah. in all of those things will will flow from that. But it's just so important for me as a person getting my day started personally, but mm-hmm. then it really does help the attitude of the whole house for yeah. the day. Yeah. It's awesome. And we're parenting for the long haul. 
Right. right. A lot of times we want to manipulate and get them to change right now, but mm-hmm. we're parenting for the long haul. And so, so it starts with abiding ourselves. Yeah. But then I think it's also being really cognizant and really aware of what we're saying and what we're communicating um, uh, in our home because our kids are picking up. They're mimicking all that stuff mm-hmm. and they're receiving these messages. They're receiving messages about um, kind of what you what you say, little offhanded comments you say about someone at church, a brother and sister in Christ, or yeah. or how you talk about church. Like if it's if it's optional, like for you, like do you think it's gonna be a priority for your kids? It's probably not gonna probably be a priority not. for their life. Probably they not. will they will leave the church and 15 years down the road, 10 years down the road, they're going to be off doing their own thing and you're going to be praying, asking people, hey, will you pray for my kid? So they'll come back and know it, but we've sowed all, we've sowed all those seeds. Right. Because we told them church wasn't important by the way we lived. Um, yeah, and so we've got to so really, convicting. oh yeah, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to check ourselves before yeah. we wreck ourselves. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. I, I just, when it's I said, corny. when I said, check yourself, the only thing I you know that comes in, I had to, I had well, to, even if, dad, is that a dad joke? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, anyway. So that's probably a good spot for us to stop, you know, today. But um, we just want to encourage you, abide in your relationship with God and think, uh, like, go back there and remember your why. Like, what are you really leading them towards? Um, And then from there, you know, just let God prune us. And as he's pruning us, we're just going to live honestly, not hypocritically. And um, I, I think that's what godly parenting looks like. Yeah. That's great. Over the next few episodes, we're going to be diving into some essential character qualities. So make sure uh, you tune in and uh, check all those out. And uh, uh, like, subscribe, share. We'll see you next time.